Hey everyone, this is Joe Waters, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. We're actually recording on Election Day here in the United States for our international listeners. And of course, I have the lovely um, Megan Strand on the line. Hi, Joe. I'm going to go vote it, right after this. Is it true, Megan, that you're hosting uh, Mitt Romney's uh, party in Boston? <laughs> <laughs> Not likely. I don't think so. Uh, hey, we are really excited today, uh, in addition to being Election Day, but we have one of the, the true gurus of social cause marketing on the line, uh, David J. Neff. Hey, Dave, how's it going? Good. Hey, Megan. Hey, Joe. Yeah. And uh, Dave, I mean, I was writing this out before the show, like all the different things that you've done and all the things that I've known you for for so many years. I mean, to 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 our listeners, uh, you're probably best known as the co-author of Future of Nonprofits. Uh, but quite frankly, you have done so many things from Lights, Camera, Help. Uh, the film festival in Austin. Uh, I know you're growing a serious stash right now from November <laughs> and have for many years. And right. one of the things that I deeply love about you is that you're a Halloween fanatic. That's correct. That's true. All those things. I mean, I, you know, and I used to work at the American Cancer Society. I mean, we're talking, you know, and what I always liked about uh, Dave Megan and following him on Twitter, and he was always ahead of the curve in cause, and he was always ahead of the curve in social. And that just makes a great correlation and uh, something that people really need to know about. Dave, the first thing we want to talk to you about today is we want to talk to you about uh, your book um, that you co-authored with Randall Moss, The Future of Nonprofits. And we were saying that the book is, has been out for a little over a year now. And tell us a little bit about what you think the future is for nonprofits and a little bit maybe about how that's changed or maybe how your perceptions changed a little bit about it in the past 12 months. Absolutely. I think when we wrote the book, we tried to future-proof it a little bit as yep. that it's not 50 tactics for social media or, or anything else like that because, you know, every time Mark Zuckerberg opens his mouth, um, yep. something changes on Facebook. So it's it's hard to write that down. It's not That's in an online format that, mm -hmm. <clears throat> that you can change and modify. So what we did was kind of concentrate at a high level. We know nonprofits need to change. We saw, you know, revenues down at, at – Big, big nonprofits where I used to work and Randy used to work and, and a lot of us actually, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the way that needs to change is, is through awareness, structure, and staffing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those are the kind of three high points of the book is we really want people to look up from their keyboards yep. um, and their phones um, and whatever else devices they're on and actually see what other people are doing in market. Mm -hmm. Read the books, um, you know, that you and Megan put out. Uh, read your blog, Joe, um, mm -hmm. and 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 learn and see what's going on in the industry. You know, yep. nonprofits never do trend watching, and they really need yep. to start looking and seeing what other great books are doing. Second one um, is staffing. So, how do you staff? How do you attract younger talent? You know, nonprofits have this big problem of we all hire people in the 25 to 27 range, and then they leave in two years, and then we mm -hmm. complain when they leave, and, and yep. we, we, we you know gripe about the millennials not sticking at jobs. Mm -hmm. But in reality, it's nonprofit's fault, is we don't provide career ladders for them. We don't mm -hmm. say, you're going to move from here to here to here, um, or here's what your future looks like. So mm -hmm. staffing really needs to change. And the last one is structure. You know, mm -hmm. only in the world of nonprofits do we have three vice presidents for um, fundraising at a company, and they all basically do the same <laughs> so thing, true. except that, yeah. except that, you know, 
um, Fred over there, you know, we got to keep him. He's about to hit his pension. He doesn't do anything yeah. anymore, but, you know, we can't get rid of him. We feel bad. Um, and, and nowhere in the other worlds uh, does that exist. So how do we fix the structure of nonprofits and staffing? And then how do we fix awareness? And those are kind of our three big points of the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think, too, like uh, having worked at so many nonprofits myself for 20 years, I mean, the staffing issue is a really challenging issue for mm-hmm. so many nonprofits that really need to be addressed because it's, uh, you know, hanging on to the people that, you know, really don't fit the bill anymore. But it's also engaging young people and giving them some kind of a lifetime opportunity with nonprofits. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the ability that, you know, you're going to have so many people in the nonprofit world who are retiring or maybe they're in divorce retirement, depending on the economic situation of the nonprofit. And who's going to be your leaders next? Are you going to go steal people from the for-profit world or are you going to go raise your own talent and make sure they're ready when that transition comes? Well, and I think I think we hear that a lot, especially um at the cause marketing forum about understaffing is that mm-hmm. is that one of the, the pieces as well is that not only are you head down at, at your keyboard not looking up but you don't have the resources or you're not able to convince your board into allocating the resources that you need to grow yeah absolutely and i think i think part of that too is just you know, it's just job descriptions. I mean, the way the nonprofit sector describes jobs to people, or you know, the the type of nonprofits. I mean, most nonprofits don't have a recruiter, right? It's right. just stealing from other job descriptions, <laughs> or they keep the same one they've had for 20 years, and it's just no longer relevant. So they're not attracting the right talent to even begin that job, um, and then they say no to all of their ideas, and they wonder why they leave. Can you give us an idea of a forward future thinking nonprofit in action? Do you have any favorites? Yeah, you know, I think uh, the folks um, and, you know, and people get back at me on Twitter and things like this because they, they are well-funded. So, I mean, they're able to do stuff like this. But I think Charity Water um, is a great example of folks who are thinking, folks who have these great jobs or maybe you leave the country, you know, you go on an assignment for somewhere for two years and they don't expect you to stay and that's okay. And then they have, you know, maybe permanent jobs in New York that folks could go and take and and learn and work their way up the development channel if that's what you're interested in. Or, you know, maybe you're the cause marketing coordinator and you move up to be the cause marketing, you know, manager and then the cause marketing director and things like that. So I think Charity Water does a good job. I think, um, you know, the the folks at um, UNICEF actually are doing a pretty good job. I think the folks at the, the Red Cross, as big as it is, have a good idea of what they're looking for, especially in marketing. You know, I couldn't tell in you. UNICEF, what... Dave, UNICEF has come a long way, too, I think, in particular. Absolutely. Yeah, with yeah. their marketing. So they've done a lot of new things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I you know, they're, they're trying. And I think we see that in the sector, in the industry. Um, and, you know, some of those bigger organizations, yeah, they do have a recruiter. They do have somebody who sits uh, in HR. But it doesn't mean that the, the rest of the folks who don't have somebody like that can't go out, find those types of job descriptions, figure out what that looks like. I mean, that's a function of awareness, right? Like, oh, I saw you're hiring a, a social community manager. What does that look like? What does that person do? Let me, let me interview that person if you don't mind. I'm not trying to steal them. just want to see what they do. Or, hey, let me go read Mashable and see what Target hires for their community manager. How can I adapt that to us? 
I feel like I talk to a lot of social community managers at nonprofits that do do exactly what you're saying as far as trying to keep on trends of, of social. Mm-hmm. Does that is that in a vacuum though, as far as different job descriptions go? Are, are you advocating that people throughout the organization do this as well, or are you finding that there are little pockets where people are more forward thinking and trend spotting, but they're in an organization that doesn't embrace that sort of environment? Absolutely. I think I think there's two things there, right? There's the director of fundraising um, who goes to the same AFP meeting every year. You know, God, God bless the AFP, but <laughs> the same meeting, hearing the same thing from the same people, and they go to that same luncheon in Boston or Austin or New York or Philadelphia, and they hear the same thing over again. And you know what? That director of fundraising should still go to AFP if they think it's worthy, but they need to go to South by Southwest, mm-hmm. or they need to go to their local social media club or the cause marketing forum or you know anything else that's out yeah. there um, and, and just expand what they're hearing and what they're reading, right? And maybe they can't afford that, but you know if you've been the director of fundraising somewhere for 20 years, pick up a copy of Wired Magazine, right? And, and read that, even though it has nothing to do with nonprofits, it has to do with technology and what's coming and what's NFC or what's a mobile wallet look like. I mean, here's the future of fundraising. It's just being done on the for-profit side right now and it'll eventually move over. Yeah, and you know, it's so interesting you should say that too, Dave, because nonprofits are so provincial in their thinking in terms of, you know, and they do, they go to the same type of conferences all the time, you know, the AFP and the Nonprofit Strategies Conference. And, you know, uh, last year this time, Megan and I went out to Blog World so that we could learn some new things. And Blog World was actually the place where we got the idea to have a podcast. And because people had said that they had such great success with it. And, um, you know, but the the nonprofit track at Blog World was very poorly attended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I can imagine, right? And and you know how do we change that, right? Or yeah. how do we make sure that they're supporting that? I mean, we've even seen South by Southwest this year, which is expensive to go to. Um, they have nonprofit scholarships, right? Write us 500 words on why this is important for you to attend, and we'll get you in for free or get you a discount or whatever the scholarship program is. So, I mean, these big conferences can try just sometimes you got to poke them with the stick a little bit, but I mean, they're making that opportunity for nonprofits to go to something like a South by Southwest. Mm -hmm. So what's changed since, since you've written the book, Joe had asked if there was anything that you're, you're seeing differently in the past year to 18 months since you, since you wrote the book. Any any improvement? <laughs> Are we moving toward the future? <laughs> you know, I, I, I think there is. I think some of the big folks um, that I've talked to privately, um, and, you know, maybe it's not out in the, the public yet, but they are. They're understanding that, you know, if you're this huge nationwide organization that has 25 different, you know, sub-markets, do you really need that? How do you combine those? How do you get this more streamlined look to what you're doing? And I think, you know, the smaller organizations are understanding the value of a community manager, um, you know, uh, to your point earlier, right? Someone to be your eyes and ears and increasingly your voice online and how important that is, right? And how that should report up into communications or marketing and 
you know, how you cross communicate that person with the folks in fundraising if you're a mid-sized organization. You know, so Dave, I'm people... curious, you know, how do you how do you approach when you look at nonprofits like how do you get them to understand and appreciate social media beyond just doing Facebook updates and tweets? I mean, how do you get them to that level where they really understand the concept of a community manager? I think I think what you do, um, at least for us, and this goes to what changes, right, is that it's always the numbers, right? At the end of the day, um, you have to show people the size of the audience that's out there, right? And that it's not just a marketing audience. It's a cause marketing, you know? Yep. You don't, it's not just yep. Billy Joe Bob follows um, XYZ nonprofit. You know, you might have Walgreens or CVS or mm-hmm. Target goes and likes your page, and a Target follows you on Twitter, and Target... CSR is reading all of your updates because they're interested, right? Yep. Or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation starts following you on one of these networks. So you have this great audience that nobody, not nobody, but most people don't pay attention to who's in the audience. Right. So for us, when we go in and, and talk to folks, my hope is that we show them the numbers. Mm-hmm. We show them to actually mine their audience. Look who's listening to you, right? Yep. Um, and then who are you listening to? Who are you talking to? And, and are those mm-hmm. good conversations? So mm-hmm. we try and take that that thirty thousand foot strategy. Um, you know, instead of like, oh, don't forget, you need to tweet at three o'clock on Tuesdays. That's the most valuable time for you to tweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, says the robot, right? Don't you love because, that? Don't you love that? People like oh, actually put it nuts. in their calendar day. They're like, I, I, I need to tweet now. You do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm just like it, it, it's just like I when I worked at Boston Medical Center, I had someone there that were very interested in Twitter. They were very sincere about getting engaged, but you know they 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 used to come into my office and they'd be like, Joe, I twatted three times, <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, it's not twatting, it's tweeting. Yeah, what's okay? your podcast rated, Joe? You better watch that. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but it, it, but it is. It's really, it's really hard right. to get nonprofits engaged and and on board with something like that. Right, and I think you know, Megan, to your point, what what's changed is just the numbers, right? And 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 the technology. I mean, it's constantly like right now. I'm in love with Pass. Have you guys used that yet? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think it's, it's only you and Scott Henderson that's using no, it. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, it's it's a gorgeous user interface. It's yeah, super it easy nice. to use. It ties into everything else, right? Yeah. Um, and and but stuff like that is constantly changing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just how do you get them started? What do they need to look at, right? So, right. Uh, you know, my future lesson in writing books is like stay away from technology. Like you can mention it and say why it's important, but I mean, that becomes outdated the minute those trees are cut down and that paper's printed, right? Yep, yep. Absolutely. But we're on podcasts, so we can talk about trendy <laughs> things right. all we want. So <laughs> that's b- right. for that, I know that Joe is a big fan. What do you think of Pinterest for nonprofits and for cause marketing efforts? You know, I, 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 I haven't been – I mean – you know, I don't think I've seen these like killer examples, right? Um, and Joe probably has them, and I need mm-hmm. to go back or, mm-hmm. you know, read the the post mm-hmm. um, that Joe's talking about. But I just haven't seen it yet, so mm-hmm. you know, I'm a little unfamiliar with that because we've been 
you know, looking elsewhere as far as technology and things like that. But I, I know it hits that target market um, of women and, and yeah. probably women who give in that age bracket. So right. it's and all the, about what the market for the tool is at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, it's, and it's all about the, you know, the, the visual these days. Although, and Dave, this must crack you up too, is like people talk about storytelling like it's this new thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, you know, and, and granted, we do have more tools than ever to tell stories, but don't go back and say like the future of marketing is storytelling because the future of marketing <laughs> right. has always been about storytelling. <laughs> oh, right. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so, um, you know, we, it, it not, you know, we talked a little bit about the book, which I think is really important, but we also have to talk about how your mustache is coming along. For <laughs> how many years have you, you've been involved in Movember? I want to say five plus, um, you know, I think we got involved when I was at the American Cancer Society. I mean, yeah. you talk about being at kind of this hierarchical, you know, formed in the 1920s nonprofit um, that's huge, right, and does a lot of good work. And then here's this kind of scrappy band of folks who are like, men's cancer is important. And, and you know, we're like, yeah, men's cancer is important. But overall, you know, there's higher incidences of X and Y and Z. So men's cancer is important. And they were like, well, this is our thing. You know, we're going to go out and, and bring attention to it. And it's just grown and grown and grown. And, I mean, the genius of Movember is the rise of the individual fundraiser, which we talk about in the book, right? I don't need to be on a team. I don't need to go walk a track. I don't need to pitch a tent. I don't need to jump rope for 24 hours or juggle chainsaws or, you know, herd cats into a large room and then count them, right? There's, there's, It can just be me. And I'm growing a mustache, and my friends stop me on the street and say, hey, what is that on your upper lip? What's going on there? <laughs> or, hey, you, get away from the van, or you're not allowed near playgrounds anymore, or whatever it is, right? And then I can tell my story. Here's why I'm doing it. It's about men's cancer, um, et cetera, et cetera, you know, and, and raise funds. And, and the funds don't just go to one organization, right? Movember is just a pass-through. Uh, for the prostate cancer folks and Live Strong and, and some other great groups. So I, I love that concept. Yeah, and, you know, it's so interesting because – and one of the things that I always emphasize, but I emphasize it actually in a more tactical way, Dave, because I talk about uh, mobile, is that the future of nonprofit market, marketing is targeting people where they are and where they care. And right. I think so much – that's what you're saying too is like, look, you know, we don't have to we don't have to have all the events and the tricks of the past uh, because the, the power to engage people and to participate and to give is is right in our own hands. Right. Well, I wanna, Absolutely. I want to talk about Movember a little bit more because uh, to me, I, I have watched them do amazing things. I just saw a campaign. I just wrote up a campaign yesterday that they did with Sony Movie Channel that I thought was really mm-hmm. clever. But it, it, to me, Movember is the sort of thing that could really go either way. It could be like 20 guys just looking dirty with a mustache forever, <laughs> or it could tr- morph into this, you know, much less likely it could morph into this huge movement, which it has. So mm-hmm. what are, when you look at that organization to what are you attributing their success? Cause I really, I to me, it could have gone either way. Absolutely. And I, I, I couldn't agree more, Megan. I think, I think there's, there's a secret there, right? And I don't know, I don't know what it is, right? I don't have, um, I haven't seen any online articles or, or any research onto like what their org structure looks like or, you know, what the what the secret sauce or is that all an agency? Is there just some mm-hmm. amazing agency um, out there that's just doing great, great cause marketing work for them, marketing, PR, social, 
um, digital strategy. Um, so that's a, that's a great question, right? I would, I would read that post on you guys' blog or you guys mm-hmm. get a hold of them for your next podcast. That's something I would love to hear. Um, I, I think the trick there is, you know, at least for me personally, is the overwhelming influence of October as breast cancer month, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. everything's pink and the door is pink and the plane is pink and the DVD player you buy is pink. Yep. And <laughs> I mean, I even saw tweets, I think, from Joe about like the pancake box or, yeah. you know, that was like, it oh, wasn't even for breast cancer. Yeah. yeah. All sorts of stuff. Yeah. You know, all sorts of kind of like, shady i guess is the right word right (laughs) uh stuff going on with that um and then men's cancer there's nobody talks about it right and men do not want to talk about it right Right. you don't want to talk about your Mm -hmm. prostate checkup and you don't want to talk about (laughs) your colonoscopy or you know anything to do with your colon basically right i talk about my colon all the time you know i know most guys dave you know (laughs) so you have that accent when you say colon too so um so i think the you know the big thing is for men to have that opportunity to talk about it and for me to go to my dad and be like, hey, dad, here's what I'm doing. You know, have you had a checkup, right? Mm-hmm. Or like people that I work with or whatever it is, you know, this kind of serious, weird topic um, that men don't want to talk about. And November makes it, I wouldn't say fun, but I would say, uh, you know, uh, it, it's at least approachable as a subject. Yeah. No, yeah. and I think that's really important, too, because, you know, a mustache isn't the most common thing on a man right now. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. not at could, all. Could November have happened in the 70s? Probably not. <laughs> 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 that's great. Well, we've done it again, folks. We've come to the end of another fascinating 20 minutes, so we'd like to thank our guest, Dave Neff. David, can you tell thank us you. where people can find more out about you online, if they would like to do that, or about your books? Yeah, no, happy to do it. So on Twitter, I'm at Dave, I-M-D-A-V-E-I-A-M. The nonprofit I work uh, with is Mm. lightscamerahealth.org. And then you can read more about my book um, at thefutureofnonprofits.com. Excellent. And we'll put that all in our show notes. um, Dave, do you still have your Halloween uh, avatar up on your Twitter page? <laughs> no, no. I just, oh, I you just took, took it down? It down. Uh, Dave had an uh, – well, you'll have to watch for Dave because one of the things that we didn't talk a lot about is that Dave is the ultimate uh, Halloween fanatic. And, uh, actually, <laughs> I'm, when I'm needed, up there for sure. When, oh, definitely. And when if you need a, if you need a good uh, scary movie to watch, you want to, you want to tweet Dave and Dave will let you know. Uh, which movies he likes because uh, you've actually suggested some to me that have really scared the pants off me. <laughs> that's, of course, a, that's a free, have, that's a, that's a free community service. <laughs> that's right. Now. That's right. And I have to thank Dave too, because he's the one who turned me on to the walking dead. Megan. Oh, love it. Uh, love it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I saw you talking so about that. Dave. Megan and Joe, I expect to be on the Halloween edition next year. I'll I'll make sure I get ahead of the curve. We will we will work on that for next year for sure. Joe, where can people find more about you online if they so choose? Well, uh, people can find me at selfishgiving.com or they can find me minute to minute at Twitter uh, at Joe Waters. And what about you, Megan? Where can people find you? You can find me sparring with Joe on Twitter at Megan Strand or I also tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF and blog pretty regularly at CauseUpdate.com. And you can find Cause Talk Radio and all of the other RashPixel.tv shows on iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio. So thanks so much for joining us this week. We will talk to you next time. 